I wish I would have documented a lot of this um, stuff. And um, because it's interesting how, what is it now, we're going on six months ago, all of this stuff started and, and the things that were happening externally like Facebook, uh, stuff like that, and then you get all the media, you get all the things. And then what we were doing and, and conversations I was having and, and then the conversations begin to shift and they begin to shift again. Now the conversations have shifted again. And most of the conversations I'm having now are, um, are people seemingly, maybe I wasn't getting these conversations originally, but seemingly almost more scared now than they were back in February, March when all this was happening. More scared now. Because every day, every day, every day, every day, more, more COVID, more corona, um, tested positive. We're, you know, t- tens of thousands of more people every day that are testing positive, testing positive. Well, here's the thing, guys. What the, I believe what the media is trying to do is I think they're trying to blend two things in our head. These are, these are manipulative types of things. This, this is not that difficult to do, by the way. Um, anybody ever taken a statistics class? Oh, wow, lots of you. Okay. <laughs> I took a statistics class in my doctorate because I had to, and I hated it. But here's the thing about statistics. You can make it prove just about anything you want to prove depending on how you frame it, right? So here's the thing that I believe that, that is trying to happen right now. Because you're hearing nonstop, 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 um, so, many more, so many more cases uh, virus, so many more people are testing positive, so many. Now, I, I mentioned this, not last week, but the week before. The, the reason is because we're testing so many more people. But what they're trying to do is they're trying, in your head, they're trying to make you hear more people are dying. But they're not. In fact, if you just took percentage-wise, you know, we had uh, known cases, deaths were like this, now that the known cases are way up there, deaths are actually moving way down like this to the point where it's 0. 0.01 something. 0. 0.01 something, okay? And guys, that's not even near, that's not even near the flu, right? Here's something else. Have you ever got the flu and not got to, gone to the doctor? Yeah. In fact, I've never gone to the doctor for the flu, and I've had the flu a few times. That's, that's basically what's happening is Everybody's getting the flu, okay? I, I, believe, I believe if you had the ability to just look at America and, and know, number-wise, how many people actually have had or have coronavirus uh, since, say, November of last year, I think you would be horrified because I think you'd be in the 80 to 85 percentile. Now, that doesn't scare me. That does the opposite for me. That says we're not in danger, okay? Now... Why am I saying this? I, I went in Lowe's yesterday, and I, I go to Lowe's about once a week, because here's the thing that happens with me. Anytime I try to fix something around my house, I don't go once. I write a big list, I draw it all out, like I, I did some plumbing yesterday, I had a, had a pipe burst yesterday, and I had water everywhere, and so I, I, I drew everything out, I knew what I was going to do, and I went, and, and four times. So... I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens because I draw it out and I list it, and, but I'm not an engineer. So 
So I go to Home Depot, Home Depot or Lowe's, although I only go to Lowe's now. Anybody know why I only go to Lowe's? Because they make you stand in line at Home Depot because they only allow 100 people in the store at a time. Lowe's, you can have 4 million people in the store. They don't care. Now, since the very beginning of the coronavirus, the quarantine, all that stuff, I would go through Lowe's and I'd see about 10 people with masks on. It's packed all the time. It's never not packed, okay? In fact, it was more packed uh, March, April than I've ever seen. I didn't know you could put that many people in Lowe's. Uh, specifically the one uh, that I shop at, which is, well, I shop at this one up here, but it's down like Carefree or something, Powers. It's, uh, I was parked out on the other side of the restaurants, like the, where the Mimi's used to be, and all, I was parked way out there, uh, March, April. Why am I saying that? There was about 10 people with masks on. I went yesterday, and almost everybody had a mask on. We're getting all scared again, right? The media is doing this to us. And, and, and this, this goofy man, I, when he first started, I respected him, but this Dr. Fauci is full of it. The dude's nuts. One day he makes a statement. The next day he completely disagrees with the same statement. And then the next day he'll just come up with something else. I think the man is literally crazy. I don't think he's sane. I'm not saying that in jest. I literally don't think he's sane. It doesn't make sense. Take all of the statements that he has said in the order he's, he says that they don't make sense. They literally don't make sense. So we're being scared. We're being scared. We're being scared. And I think people are getting all scared again. Now, we, were, we, we, we weren't... We weren't supposed to be scared during the, the protests and the riots. Guys, I'm not playing with this. It was amazing how many thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of people in cities were out and they were locked arms with governors and mayors and police chiefs and CDC officials and all this other stuff because that was okay. But now that that's kind of settled down and our country's kind of coming down and we're getting some common sense again, now we've got to be scared again. So we started all over. We got to be scared again. This stuff is not going to stop. Now, there's two things. Let me give you the physical, limited um, human side. It's not going to stop to the election because this is all about Trump. This is not anything else about Trump. I listened to a, an hour and a half interview today with um, uh, DeSantos. I don't remember his first name, but he's the governor of Florida. Um, he... he he talked a lot about the fact that all this stuff, he said there was one reason that was sent out from like CDC and all this stuff to governors. The reason that we were supposed to shut down and all this stuff is because of the amount of people in the hospitals. He said, I have the paperwork. That's the only reason we were supposed to shut down is because we didn't want to overload hospitals. So we wanted people quarantined so we wouldn't overload the hospitals. Not because we thought there was going to be a lot of deaths. This is straight from the CDC. Have you heard any of this? This is the thing. This is not being said on CNN or nowhere. The governor said, the, we got the paperwork from the CDC. It says we don't want to overload hospitals. And then what happened? Hospitals were empty. Even right now with all the renewed cases, the amount of people that are in hospitals, in ICUs right now is less than 15% of ICU capacity. When you take everything, now remember people didn't go to the hospital for like three months. Now they're, they're flooding back in. There's a lot of extra sickness, a lot of extra illness and stuff because of the, the stupid quarantine. But now that people are coming in, the hospitals are at 80 to 85% capacity in ICU. And now you're hearing reported on, on CNN and everywhere else, this is dangerous, this is dangerous. We're up to 85% capacity in ICU. Do you know what ICU normal capacity is expected to be? 
about 98, 95 to 98%. Why? Why do hospitals have 95 to 98% ICU capacity? Because it's money. They have to operate at that or they can't stay open. For years, you can go back in any time, take a hospital at any time. They try to be at that 95 to 98% capacity. You say, well, what about people sick or whatever? I don't want to go into that. I don't understand all that. I just know that that's where they always are. Pandemics, non-pandemics, uh, bird flu, non-bird flu, whatever. 95 to 98% capacity. They're designed to operate that way. So when they're saying, oh, no, we're up in the 85 percentile. Well, good. That's a break on our nurses and doctors. Good. We're in a good place then. Thank you for letting us know, seeing it. Except they're trying to make you scared. Now, why am I saying all of that? Guys, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Nobody can make this decision for you. This is the interesting th thing about this. Um, okay, so I've had people asking me. In fact, I saw an interview a couple days ago by Larry Elder. Anybody know who Larry Elder is? If you don't know who Larry Elder is, you need to pay attention to that man and listen to him on a regular basis. He's a talk show host. Um, he just made a movie. It came out like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Write this down. You can go. I think it's going to cost you, but it's called um, Uncle Tom. Okay? Obviously, you know what the movie's about. He said, now he's a black man. He says anytime he ever says anything about race at all, anywhere, under any circumstance, he's a hardcore conservative. He said he gets called every name in the book. Uncle Tom is the nicest one. He gets called every name. In the so he made a movie. And, and some of my favorite people on the planet are in this movie. Thomas Sowell, Walter E. Williams, before he passed away, they have some stuff from him. Those two guys right there, those guys are like my heroes. Thomas Sowell, Walter E. Williams, amazing guys. But Larry Peters, there's a lot of guys in this, in this documentary. And he talks about how everybody, that society shuts down anything that is not uh, acceptable. And, and specifically, if you are a black man, you're not allowed to say, hey, uh, maybe we got some problems in the black community because you are now attacking your own people. And he said that he gets called the Antichrist on a regular basis. The Antichrist. Really? You, the Antichrist? Oh, all right, so I talk about that sometimes. But why am I saying all this? Because all of this stuff is adding up and all this stuff is adding up to where people are starting to say, wait a second. This stuff is not true. It's not right. Stop buying into everything you are saying. Now, the first thing is, it's all political. And that's, that's what Larry Elder was explaining in one of the interviews. He has lots of them. One of the interviews he was doing. Um, but he's saying uh, that this is going to go until the election because this is all about control, money, and Trump. Right? It is. All right? It is. That's what, that's what DeSantis was saying today is... We, we, we uh, changed all the rules in Florida and we've lifted all the restrictions. He said, why? Because the only reason we were supposed to do it was because of capacity of ICU. Since we don't have to put, since ICUs are fairly open and there's a lot of space in these ICUs, even with the resurgence, he said, why would we not open? If it's not political and we know that we have, remember Three months ago, the big term was we need to flatline this, we need to flatline this, we need to flatline this. We more than flatlined it, we dropped it. But we're still closed. We're still closed. Big resurgence, now we're going to do it. I think I talked a little bit about this last week. 
I've had pastors, now it's, it's four or five pastors that have called me. At first, there was two guys that had called me from Texas saying, uh, we heard that you're open. I'm like, you can say it that way. <laughs> One guy said, we heard that you're open now. I said, no, okay. And he said, what do you mean? I said, we never closed. What do you mean open now? Um, which, by the way, I'm not going to go into detail because I don't know all the stuff with this, okay? But um, I got called today, and I'm going to, I have, a, I, have a, um, I have a golf engagement tomorrow with a congressman. And this is what he said, you've been bold during this time frame, let's talk. You know how nervous Dixon makes me? Not because of congressmen. Congressmen don't make me nervous. Hey, what are you, uh, you know. Do you really want to know what I think? Do you really? Because I'll tell you. Do you really? That's what, that's what makes me nervous. Because my wife will say things like ahead of time. Now, um, you don't have to, to defend anything. You don't have to say stuff. You can just go. I mean, just really? We've been married how long? Now, here's a, he's actually a Christian, yeah. Um, so, so here's the thing with me is, the first part of this is the political, it's the medical and stuff. Why are we not opening up? Why are some states opening, other states are not? Now, you understand that these states that are not opening are still getting major, major federal funds for staying closed. Money drives a lot, but this is political and everything else. That's the top, okay? Do not get confused by this. It's very important. Because most of the conversations that I hear online, see online and the conversations I have, they're good conversations. People are really thinking through this. People are starting to wake up and open their eyes and see things. But here's the thing, guys. At the end of the day, that's all topical. The politics, Trump, everything is topical. At the end of the day, Satan is the one doing this. You've got to keep your mind on that. Because if you miss that, you'll, you'll fall for traps. The reason that, that we... As humans, first fall for traps, and then secondly, as Christians, we fall for traps is because we get our eyes. To me, what we're doing right now is the same as Peter stepping out of the boat. He stepped out, he was doing good, but the moment he really started looking at the waves, boy, he was crashing, right? Because he started looking at the waves instead of at Jesus. As long as he was looking at Jesus, he was good. And interestingly, when he, when, you know, he starts to drown, Jesus just reaches out and grabs his hand, and he's back good again. That's all we have to do is stay focused on Jesus. When you are nervous, when you are scared, when you're worried about whatever the next thing is. And again, I don't think that um, uh, Mario Murillo uh, sent out, I apparently am not subscribed. I'm going to subscribe to his newsletter. Uh, Teresa Marshall sends me stuff from him. I, I feel like he's listening to my sermons and preaching them. Mario Murillo. He, except for the fact that I think he's coming out with this stuff before I say it. So, so maybe he's not listening to my messages. Maybe. But here's the thing. is, is he, He's wise. He's looking at Scripture. He's listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And this is what you have to do. Is when you get nervous about something or get worried about something, you go to God's Word. And you spend time talking to God. Don't buy into the stuff. Okay, so if let's say there's a timeline like this. And this is the end times. I believe we're here. Okay? I believe we're rushing into the end times right now. If that's the case, then there's a lot of things that have to change in our country. And according to the way Scripture says it, these things are not 
They're rapid changes. They're not long-term changes. They have to be rapid. Even, even the description of the Antichrist talks about how the ten countries, uh, one splits into two, the Antichrist rises to power quickly. These things have to happen quickly once they start cascading. Okay? If that's true, I may be totally wrong, we may be here another thousand years before the, the tribulation. Okay? But if we're coming upon this quickly, Satan is going to do everything he can to deceive the church first. The church is the target. How do we know that? 1 Thessalonians 4 says that when, when the church is taken away, the man of lawlessness is loosed. He has nothing to stop him. Okay? Now, why am I saying all that? We are, we, it will be so easy for us to be deceived right now, guys. It will be so easy for us to be deceived. Um, I, I was even uh, I was talking with um, Linda Eldridge the other day. Her grandson is a black cop in Minneapolis. How fun would that be right now? And and she said it's horrible. She said this wasn't this never was about race. The George Floyd thing wasn't about race. This is not about racism. And here's my, here's my argument with that. Show me one piece of evidence how, why George Floyd was killed because he was black. Not because that dude was an evil cop or, and, and because George Floyd had broke the law, but why? show me one piece of evidence that he was killed because he was black. You can't do that. So I was listening to Larry Elder, and he was saying some of the same stuff. Um, he was being interviewed, and uh, the interviewer said, now we know that America is a racist country. He said, show me one piece of evidence. And the, the, so the interviewer backed up and said, well, I don't mean systemic. I think because he had just shredded systemic. Larry Elder's a genius. He had just shredded the idea of systemic racism. And he said, um, he said, okay, maybe not systemic, but we all know America is horribly racist. He said, okay, then just show me one evidence. He said, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm not upset. Just show me evidence. Show me one thing that you have have as an evidence that our country, not a few individuals, but our country is racist. He said, show me one evidence. And then he starts listing all this stuff. He says, it's easier for a black woman or a girl to go to um, schools, universities. Uh, it's easier for them to get the jobs. He said, they, he, he said you can take anything. Go, he said, go to Harvard. They will let black people in with lower scores, ACT scores, than they will white people. And he said, how is that right? I'm not saying this. this. is a black man saying this. And he goes through all this list. And so then he asked the interviewer again, show me one evidence. He said, well, I don't really have evidence. He said, but we all, he said, and there's the problem. We all know, but we have no evidence. We have no evidence. I don't mean somebody smirks at you or something like that. But real evidence of racism. That you didn't get a job or you were pushed back here or you didn't. Some, he said, it's the exact, yes, ma'am.
So you know that's why she didn't get in the door. Well, how do you know that for sure, though, is what I'm saying. Okay, so what I'm saying is, you know that the first time they were not on a hiring freeze, they weren't doing anything else. You have empirical evidence that they did this because of her last name. You know for sure that they did that because of her last name, not for any other reason. So when she showed up, did they hire her? Yep, so somewhere on there, she had to have her real last name to get hired. Not until after the interview, so before she got hired, somewhere she had to have her real last name on there. So what I'm saying is you know for sure her last name never came up once she got ready to be hired. Her last name never came up. Because if it did, if it did, it disproves everything you're saying. Well, we, we don't know for sure. Like, we can look at it. So, so, it may be, there's, there's different people who don't get hired for different people. So, people don't get treated the same way. It is about 85% more likely that a black man will get into a university than a white man will. Yes, it is. That, that can be proven all day long. Go listen, to what, go listen to anything Larry Elder says. He'll give you 15 pages of statistics that shows. Yes, statistics from universities. And go to Larry Elder. This is the thing. This is why I'm saying this. And I'm not picking on Shauna, guys, but this is why I'm saying this. We make statements like that, but facts disprove it. Facts disprove it. You can hands down get into a university right now with lower school scores, with lower ACT scores, and everything if you are a minority. If you are a white, specifically male, if you are white male, you have to have higher school scores, you have to have higher ACT scores, and you also have to have all these other factors involved. This is statistically proven by liberal groups, conservative groups, universities will admit this. You can go online and look at this all day long. This is not me saying this. These are facts after facts after facts after facts. But here's what we have done in America is we buy the narrative. We buy the narrative. Here's what I would suggest, not, not for Shauna. They have to. That's the thing is this is government down. This isn't just universities are saying this. The universities have to get the finance and they have to do this. This is what I would suggest. Go watch the documentary Uncle Tom. He has, he has literally two hours worth of statistics that will tear down any idea that you have 
of some kind of racism. Now, are there people that are racist? Yes, it is not systemic. It is, it, they can't be. Here's another thing that is so interesting. We have all these people that are saying, do, get away with the police, uh, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. Do you know what the number one most critiqued and analyzed institution in America today is? The police force. This is another thing that Larry Elder spends about an hour talking about. Do you know how many, I'll ask you guys, how many unarmed black men were shot in 2019 by a police officer? Just throw out a number. It's nine. Nine unarmed black men shot by police officers. Now, here's the interesting thing. Of those nine people, eight of them were shot by black cops. One unarmed black man was shot by a white cop last year. One. Do you know how many white unarmed people were shot by cops? Yes. Did you watch this somewhere? Have you? Okay, yes. 19. I'm like, this guy's a genius. 19. Now, here's the thing. Do we ever just look at that statistic and say, maybe, just maybe, possibly, there could be the idea that maybe it's not what the media is telling us? 19, more than twice as many unarmed white men were shot by cops, and almost all of those were white cops shooting that white, those white people. Larry Elder will give you 20 more pages of statistics that says this stuff is not true, but we buy the narrative. We buy the narrative. Let me, let me give you another since I'm on the, since I'm on the subject. I, this, this happened to me. My dad can verify this. Uh, we moved to a city right next to El Paso, Texas in 1979. For six years, there was... There was some white people, but there was mostly Hispanic people living in this area, and there was a lot of gangs, a lot of stuff going on. Me and my brother were beat up regularly. I don't mean like once a year. I mean like uh, once a week at, at minimum. We were chased. We were kicked. We, were, we had stuff thrown at us. We were held down on the ground and beat up to just bloody. We had this happen year after year after year. Anytime I ever bring that up, and it was because I was white. Anytime I ever bring that up, and I say, the next question I will say is, because um, I've, I've talked about this in East Texas, I was, I was invited to speak at uh, Black Minister Alliance groups about this subject, about racism. Nobody would ever ask me today. You're not allowed to do that today. This was 25 years ago, and I was asked to speak about racism as a, as a white man. And I would talk about how racism is wrong. Racism is real. Racism is real. The idea that somehow it's white against everybody else is not real. That is a lie. Everybody hates everybody. Ner, Ner Matthews talked to me about this about three months ago. He said, this idea of racism in our country is so stupid. He said, go to any country on the planet and they have the people they hate. They do. You say, well, the white people in America hate black people. No, they don't. There's some that do, but there's black people that hate white people. And there's, there's black people that hate Mexicans. 
And there's Mexicans that hate Chinese. I don't know. Just start throwing things out there. Anytime I ever ask the question, and I've done this in many settings. Now, when I do it in public, when I'm speaking, I don't get any feedback, right? But when I'm sitting in a group of people and I say, do you know of anybody that has ever been beat up because of their skin color? I don't mean once. Well, let's just say once. Just one person that's been beat up for their skin color. Because I have multiple, hundreds of times because of my skin color. That's it. I have been beat up. My brother has been beat up because of his skin color. So here's the question. When I ask that in a small setting of, of group people, you know what I always get? Immediately, always the same thing happens. Well, there's different kinds of racism. And then I'll get some story like, well, I tried to rent a car, and they looked at me funny, and they asked the white couple to come up. I don't know if that's racism or not. Let's just assume that it is, that that really was an issue of racism. Okay? Let's assume that was really racism. Uh, whatever couple, Mexican or black or whatever they were, they weren't white, and there was a white couple. And the rental car people looked at the white people and said, come to the desk, please. Let's assume they did that, although we don't have any evidence of it. Let's assume that they did that because those people were something else. And I've had many people, 30, 40 over the years, anytime I've told this story, they always say to me, there's different kinds of racism, and that's racism too. You know how deeply that cuts me? Because I just told them how I've been beat up a hundred times because I was white. And they say they got passed over at the rental counter, and that's the same thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the same thing. Here's the thing that I, I do believe, Aiden. I believe that some of that's racism. I do. I, I, I would say more in the, in the category of prejudice and racism. Those, those aren't the same thing. Prejudice is you have a, a stand against, but it's not like you think that they're an inferior person. or some, Racism literally believes that you are not the, the same uh, quality of human as the other person kind of thing. Okay? Let's say, let's say that those are issues of racism. I, I am not one of those people that deny that there's racism. I just see it all the time. But somehow that it is systemic, or every time there's a person of color, that that's proof of racism? Our whole country erupted over George Floyd. We have no evidence that that was racism. 
We just know a bad cop killed a guy. And I, I said this three months ago, go online and look how many times people have been killed in that exact same setting. Cop kneeling on their throat. That, this actually happens a lot, okay? Um, I know for sure of 127 cases that I looked at, almost all of them were white men. So this is my deal. When do we go with the evidence that says maybe that wasn't racism? But here's the thing is our country is so primed by the Farrakhan's and the... And the the uh, Jesse Jacksons and everything else, that everything is racism, that when that cop does something, instead of really looking at the issue and saying, that cop needs to be dealt with, we turn it into a racism that blows our country up. When we have no evidence that was racism. I'm not saying there's not racism. I know there is. I just told you. I got beat up for racism. But see, here's the thing. I mentioned this to my boys a, a few weeks ago. I said, I'm going to tell this story again, I think, the next few months at church. They said, Dad, don't do that. You'll be a racist. You'll be a racist if you actually give factual evidence of people's hands punching me in the face because I'm white. I'm a racist. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes if a, if a waiter turns against you or whatever or looks at Paul, or, is that racism? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Here's the thing. You don't know. It, it is racism. I think you're. I think you've crossed the line. So, so here's my. It's always racism, racism, racism. And, and racism is a word that is used so easy today, okay? So let's go back to Aiden. Is if a waiter, let's say that the waiter really looked at Aiden and saw he was Hispanic and looks at Paul and says he's not, and he looks and he defers to Paul, okay? Um, which, by the way, I can give you plenty of examples of the opposite, all right? 
Um, so when we pastored down in Rocky Ford, probably 75, 80% of our church was Hispanic. One of my closest friends, he was a board member, he and I would go out to eat all the time. Anytime the waiter or waitress was Hispanic, they always talked to him. They wouldn't talk to me. So here's the thing. With, no, I was paying. And, I was, and, I, and they looked at him because he was Hispanic. So here's the thing. Is that racism? Look, I, I, I think we use the word racism too easily. Was there a bias or a prejudice? I, I don't always think it's that. Okay, now I would say in, in a Lawrence case, this is different than what Aiden is talking about. These are two different subjects, okay? For Aiden, for the waiter to look, there may be just a bias or a comfort zone involved there. If they're not Hispanic, they look at Paul. But here's the thing. I've been in the exact same circumstances where, where I can speak Spanish better than the Hispanic sitting beside me, but they talk to them. Well, that's bias. Now, do I think that's racism? Did I get upset and make a blog and get out on the streets and tear down a statue? No, because it's just bias. There's, people have biases and things like that. Are they right? No. I don't even necessarily think they're wrong. Here's another thing that happens with this. I had this conversation when I was in Denver Seminary. We, we had a class where we had to do this, and basically the class said, if you are a white male, you're racist. In fact, the professor said that. You are racist if you're a white male. And I said, you just, you just made a racist statement. Because how dare you look at my skin color and tell me what I think and believe. That is racism. Okay? So we were talking about it, and they, they said, this, this girl, student, she said, well, I just went into a church this weekend, and everybody in that church was white. Everybody. And so, and everybody's like, that's not okay. All churches should be, um, should be, um, what do you call it? Diversified. Okay. So here's my question. I said, where was the church? Highlands Ranch. Okay. Well, Highlands Ranch is 98% white. And I said, did you ask any of the white people there where they were from? Because Highlands Ranch is also about 35% European white, not American white. And I said, did you walk around and say hello to people? Because you would have picked up accents. You would have known what's going on here. So do you think a church in Highlands Ranch, it's 98% white, should have all of these multi-ethnic people? Here's my thing. Where are you going to get them from? They don't live there. I am also not against a Korean church across the road being completely Korean. Are they racist? They have services in Korean. Are they racist? It's stupid to say this stuff. It's not true. This idea that somehow we're pushing the, the black man down and it's, and it's all ethnic. Guys, it's just not true. There are, there are plenty of statistics that you, if you want to find, you can find statistics to match whatever you want. Here's the thing, is when we look at all of these different statistics, when we really look at the statistics, national stuff, not, not anecdotal, which is uh, what Aiden said, and even anecdotal for what Shauna said. Unless Shauna has proof that it was her last name that didn't get her hired. And here would be another thing, is once they found her last name out, did they fire her? Because that would have been racism. That truly would have been racism. And I'm not saying that some manager or boss did not look at her last name and said, I am not going to hire her. I'm not saying that didn't happen. But until you know, we're, we're feeding the fire. We're feeding the fire. I get prejudiced against all the time, and so do you. You may not be 
uh, knowing it's happening, but you're getting prejudiced against. Okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> so did that prove or disprove? Okay, so, so here's the thing, Aiden. I got asked that exact same question Friday. I went to Lowe's. No, what is the Wednesday? Monday. I went to Lowe's on Monday, and this lady came up and asked me where something was. That may be the reason. <laughs> that, that may be the reason. So, Aiden, so here's the thing with, with that. She came up, and she started asking me, where's this and where's this? And, and the first thing I did is I looked at my clothes because I wanted to know if I was dressed like the people that worked there. You know, they usually have like the same outfits. And I looked, I wasn't dressed like it. And so I'm sitting there looking at her. And she said, do you know where this is? And then she stopped for a minute and she looks me up and down and she says, you don't work here, do you? And I said, I don't, but I know where, you, I know what, I know where your item that you're looking for is. Now, here's a question. Why did she think I was, I worked there? No, I didn't have this shirt on. <laughs> so I'm not... I'm not saying that that wasn't a bias in their mind or they thought something. What I'm saying is, then if, then if I can tell you the exact same thing happened to me two days ago, is that racism against me? Does that prove or disprove your racism? I'm just saying there's tons of stuff that you have to add into the mix before you can make a blanket statement. So, so again, here's what I would suggest. Go watch, go watch anything from Larry Elder, but specifically his Uncle Tom movie. He will shred this stuff. And he's, he's probably 60. Well, I, will, I believe the story because I have been in that area many years of the year. I've seen the double line. I've seen the blind study where they give resumes to managers to review without the names, without the set, and they will give a very different result than those resumes that you see. And so, but every company I've worked for, including Fashion, every company I've worked for, Now, and, and, and here's the next thing is, now, now for full disclosure, I actually believe Shauna's story too. She, I, heard her, I heard her say this a few months ago. <laughs> no, we were, I heard her talk about this maybe, maybe eight or nine months ago. I don't remember. I believe it too, but here's the thing. Is that racism? This is my question. Is that racism or is it just biases? Is it this is the way I think? This is the way. Do I really hate this people group? Do I, do I believe that because of their skin color, they're this or what? Those are the categories that go into racism. What we've done is we've taken everything and lump it into racism. 
Let, 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 yes, ma'am. I just don't agree with that. 